After finding a baby in an airport bathroom, many women's genitals were invasively examined. Also, an escaped cloned female mutant crayfish takes over a cemetery. And Dunkin' Donuts releases a new spicy ghost pepper donut for Halloween season. Ooh, and people are actually eating that. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News. And I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast being recorded in a closet by a comedian. We're three years plus running. I'm glad you're here. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. Thirteen women were pulled off a plane and had their genitals examined at an airport. This is Doha Airport, which is in a place called Qatar. Q-A-T-A-R. Somewhere in the Middle East, I'm learning as I go. Thirteen Australian women were pulled off a plane and they had their private parts invasively examined. Quote, invasively. There's no time that your genitals are going to be examined by an airport staff and it's not going to be invasive. I don't even think we need that adjective right there. Or is that an adverb? Yes, invasively examined. That would be an adverb. I'm learning as I go, guys. This is at Doha Airport. This all occurred after a fetus was found in the bathroom, uh, which raises eyebrows, of course. Can't be having fetuses in the bathroom, so... Yes, the airport staff at Qatar uh, found an abandoned premature baby in the bathroom before ordering the women off their flight to Sydney and into an ambulance stationed on the tarmac. The women were then allegedly ordered to remove their underwear and they were invasively examined without their consent. What did they just randomly pick 13 women that were on the plane or was that all the women that were on the plane? And they're like, we're going to find out who left this baby. I mean, they found the baby in the terminal bathroom, not the actual plane bathroom. So are, are you going to examine all the women in the terminal or just these Australian women on this one flight? I don't understand where this is coming from. Do Australian women have a reputation of abandoning premature babies in airport restrooms? Not that I'm aware of. And by the way, it says it is understood that none of these women that were searched were told about the deceased baby prior to the humiliating physical examination. In other words, they just like start searching them. They don't even tell them why. They're like, take off your underwear. This is just outrageous. It, it says then they were assessed for whether they had given birth to the abandoned baby. Now, they don't define what assessed is, but I could just imagine, you know, the violation that 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 includes, you know, in order for them to check to see if you've had a baby. I'd imagine it's it's uh, pretty uncomfortable. Of course, the Australian government rightly has uh, registered serious concerns with Qatar officials and described the treatment as grossly inappropriate. Here's a quote. The Australian government is deeply concerned at the unacceptable treatment of some female passengers on a recent Qatar Airways flight at Doha Airport. The advice that has been provided indicates that the treatment of the women concerned was offensive, grossly inappropriate, beyond circumstances in which the women could give free and informed consent. That was a, a terrible Australian accent. I hope, you'll, I hope you'll forgive me. If true, this effectively amounts to state-sanctioned sexual assault. And uh, the Australian government says we should all be very, very concerned. The article here brings to the attention something that's kind of alarming when you travel to this region of the world. It says here, you have to remember that you 
as a non-national have basically no rights in any of these Gulf states. If things go wrong or you are accused of something, some crime, or in this case of popping out a baby and leaving it behind, uh, if you're accused of something that would often would be even a trivial issue in Western countries, you really have no rights. You are at the behest of this government. And, and if you're a woman, I mean, it's even worse. Because, I mean, these countries just think they can do whatever they want to women. I mean, it's clear. They're like, you, take off your underwear. I'm like, hello, what? Take off my underwear. You take off your face. How about that? How about I take off your face for you, pal? I don't know where that all came from. If I could just say this, it's just to all women that uh, aren't living in that region. Uh, don't go to that region, okay? You, your genitals don't have rights over there, and neither do you. Escaped cloned female mutant crayfish take over a Belgian cemetery. This sounds like a plot to a Rick and Morty episode. Is this real life? Escaped self-cloning mutant crayfish created in an experimental breeding program have invaded this Belgian cemetery. Hundreds of the duplicating crustaceans, which can dig down to up to a meter and are always female, pose a deadly threat to the local biodiversity after colonizing a historic Antwerp graveyard. Here's a quote from someone from the Flemish Institute. It's impossible to round them all up, all of them. It's like trying to empty the ocean with a thimble. (laughs) Marbled crayfish, which travel across land and water at night and eat whatever they can, do not occur in nature. And they are banned by the European Union. Oh, I didn't know that the European European Union did things such as ban crustaceans. That's on. <laughs> what do we What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have to approve or disapprove some human rights in some country. We also have to tackle this crayfish situation and um, decide whether or not we want to ban crayfish or not. So busy, so busy at the European Union. Now these crayfish that have taken over the cemetery. Uh, First of all, crayfish are freshwater beasts. I don't know if you know that. They are about 10 centimeters long, and they're voracious. They're thought to, these, these ones are thought to have been bred by some unscrupulous German pet traders in the 1990s. <laughs> who's, gonna, who's into breeding these strange freshwater crayfish? I mean, do we, people don't even eat these things as far as I know, do they? Uh, I know they eat crawfish down in Louisiana, but I think those are from the ocean, right? Those aren't freshwater. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. It says here they are similar to the slow crayfish found in Florida, but are parthenogenic, which means they reproduce with themselves and all their children are genetically identical females. This is just females that reproduce with themselves, these crayfish, and they make all females. It's just like a female master crayfish race. Wow. This mutation, which occurred about 25 years ago, means populations can spring up rapidly from just a single Procambarus virginalis. I think that means uh, like female crayfish, probably. I mean, I don't know. I don't know Latin so well. In 2018, scientists established the global marbled crayfish population was descended from a single female and didn't need males to reproduce. They didn't need males to reproduce. Oh, my goodness. Well, what the hell is to stop these things? They've taken over a cemetery, but I'm sure it's not going to stop there. They have taken root in the pools and the streams of the cemetery in Antwerp, which is known as the Flemish city's Pere-Lachaise. I don't know what that. That's a. That's I believe that's a. That's a cemetery in 
Paris, correct? That's the one where Jim Morrison is buried, from my understanding. I believe, is Jimi Hendrix also there? There's some real famous people. I think Charlie Chaplin's buried in that cemetery. I think, I think. So this is the most popular cemetery then, clearly, in um, in Antwerp. It's been taken over by crayfish. Well, I think you just you should just find a way to eat these things. I'm sure you could you could boil these and you know with a little salsa or something that would be nice. I, I mean, I don't know. Dip them in butter, maybe. What 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 is Belgian Belgium known for? Maybe eat them with some French fries. I don't know. I'm just trying to find a way for you guys to take advantage of the situation of these thriving crayfish in the middle of a cemetery. I mean, I don't know who would eat crayfish that was bred in a cemetery, some sort of morbid individual, but I mean, maybe there's a way to ship it to another part of the country. And no one knows. No one knows that these came out of a cemetery. I mean, look, I can't solve all your problems, all right? I'm just happy that I learned something about freshwater female mutant crayfish today. Dunkin' Donuts released a new... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spicy ghost pepper donut. And people are actually eating this donut, this spicy ghost pepper donut. The Massachusetts-based donut and coffee company is celebrating Halloween with a new spicy ghost pepper donut. This is what it says about it. A deliciously daring donut that delivers the heat with every bite. The spicy ghost pepper donut is a classic yeast donut ring topped with a strawberry-flavored icing that features a bold blend of cayenne and ghost pepper and finished with red sand and sugar for a sizzling look. The spicy ghost pepper donut will be on the menu for only a few hot minutes, available beginning today for a limited time at participating Dunkin' restaurants nationwide until December. How about that? It's going to be available till December. This is fabulous. I would try a ghost pepper donut. It's not my favorite donut, I'd imagine, because I already got that. My favorite donut, can you guess? That's the Jeopardy theme, but not exactly the Jeopardy theme because I don't want to be sued for a copyright infringement of their theme song. And it's not the theme song of the show. It's just the theme song of the final Jeopardy. Um, you know what my favorite donut is? Are you guessing over there? You're like, Jonesy seems like a glazed donut person. Very, very simple guy. Maybe a chocolate cake donut. No. My favorite donut is Boston cream. Boston cream donut. It's the best donut ever invented. It's amazing. It's so good that you can't even find it everywhere. That's how good it is. That doesn't make sense. I'll tell you though, I would give this ghost pepper donut a try. Uh, I like that Duncan's is just trying to give us something for the Halloween season. Of course, they're also going to keep their uh, creepy crawly spider donut. That's coming back. That's like that's like a staple of their Halloween offerings. I don't know if you guys ever had the uh, the creepy crawly spider donut. It's quite cute, by the way. It's a cute donut. It's got chocolate drizzle for the spider legs and, you know, white icing where the eyes are. You know, I, I don't know. You, you got to try that one. It's a good one. I, I, I would probably try the spicy ghost pepper donut as well. It's getting some good reviews here. Let me read a few. Somebody named Nick O'Malley says, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's a two-faced strawberry frosted pastry imp that will stab your tongue in the back with a pitchfork made of cayenne pepper. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah, thank you, Nick O'Malley. 
Someone else wrote, to put it on a scale, the ghost pepper donut is spicier than a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich, but it's not quite as hot as eating an actual ghost pepper. It's along the lines of those packets of hot mustard that come with Chinese food. You know the one. All right. So it's not, you know, it's not going to make your eyes fall out and you, you know, you got to run and get a glass of water or nothing like that. So I'm sure it's very tasty. I would give it a shot for sure. What are some of your favorite Halloween treats that come into the season? What are those ones that you're looking forward to? You to Are you like, hey, well, I like those ghost marshmallow peeps? Well, you're not getting those this year because I did a story about how there's no marshmallow peeps this season. Okay. So are there other, are there other treats, though, that you like when Halloween pops in? Are you like, don't tell me you're one of these candy corn people because those are the worst things ever invented. I don't know why they're still hanging around these candy corn. They're like invented in 1901. And it was the best thing at, at the time. But now, in the light of all the other amazing candies that have been invented in the last hundred years, how the hell are candy corns still passed around this season? It makes absolutely no sense. I'd rather have nothing than candy corns given to me when I'm trick-or-treating. I mean, I don't trick-or-treat anymore, but when I, although I could, I could because I'm short, you know, and that's, that's one of the benefits of being short. You can be in your 30s and still trick-or-treat. Nobody knows who's underneath that Power Rangers mask. No one has a clue. Anyways, call Weird AF News. Tell me about your favorite Halloween treat. If you've tried the spicy ghost pepper donut, please uh, let me know what you think of it. Um, especially if you're in New England, man. Uh, man, I miss my Dunkins. You know, I'm out here in Los Angeles. There's only a few. There's only a few. So, and in fact, so if I want this spicy ghost pepper donut, I got to go searching for the shit. It's just not down the block, all right? Not like back in Mass when I could just walk out of my house and I just just step right into a Dunkins, get my get my medium regular. Iced coffee all year round, by the way, all year round because I'm a beast. I don't care that it's the middle of January in New England. It's five degrees below zero. I'm getting an iced coffee all year round. That's how I do it. Call the show, 646-450-2012. Hey, it's Jonesy. What's up, my weirdos? Thanks for joining me for another episode of Weird AF News. Thanks to everyone who sent me articles. I hope you had a nice weekend, and I hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday stories. Um, I got some emails about that and some messages on Instagram. The people really appreciate the Florida Fridays episodes, and um, I'm glad that I can contribute to your weekend, give you a few laughs. I hope you learned something, and uh, I hope you uh, stay the hell out of Florida, basically. <laughs> you know it's going to be underwater in five years, by the way. Are we all clear on that? Florida will be underwater in five years. Are we all talking about that? It's happening. And then what are we going to have for Florida Friday? Everything's going to take place on a boat? I don't. I have no idea. It'll just be like a couple islands here and there. Um, anyways, I hope that doesn't happen, obviously. I don't want, you know, I want there to be a Florida five years from now. I really do. Where else would I get my Florida Friday episodes? Okay, what, am I going to move it up to Tennessee? I don't think so. Got to keep it Florida-centric, baby. Florida man will live on forever. Uh, what did I want to say? Oh, I, oh, I wanted to thank everyone for uh, reaching out to me. And uh, those of you who have joined the Patreon I got a little treat for you today, so check Patreon today. We have a new patron, and it's uh, Mr. Walker Rowe, who's been a longtime fan of the show, actually. Um, going on at least two years, I'd say. Uh, Walker's been a fan of the show. Finally joined the Patreon, and I, and I appreciate it so much. So I want to give a big shout-out to Walker Rowe, who's a fellow East Coaster and been a big fan and supporter of the show for a long time now. So big shout-out. Uh, anyone who joins the Patreon right now, I mean, it's just it it means extra because I know that a lot of us um, are financially pinched right now. It's not easy. We're go- what we're going through right now is for many people, it's just difficult to make ends meet. So it it means even more to me if you've if you've pledged 
to donate to the show and to the cause. Um, it, I'm, I'm so grateful. I really am. Um, if you guys want to check out how to support the show, you can go to my website, weirdafnews.com, and uh, you can join the Patreon from there. You can send me a cup of coffee, cup of coffee. You can send me a ghost pepper donut from Dunkin's. No, you can't do that. Although that'd be pretty cool if you could do that. If I put like a button on my website that you could just press it, press it and send me a ghost pepper donut. But then I'd get like really fat after like a month of eating ghost pepper donuts and can't have that. All right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to survive guys. All right. I'm trying to survive. I'm doing the best I can. Just like you are. You're doing the best you can. I know. I've noticed it. Don't think your hard work hasn't gone unnoticed, okay? I notice it, and I appreciate you. Keep it together. It's not easy, but keep it together. Uh, and keep listening to Weird AF News. Follow me on Instagram, at Funny Jones. Tell a friend about the show, a friend that likes podcasts, that may be looking for a new one. Uh, maybe maybe you got friends that all they listen to is you know those true crime podcasts, which are just so popular. You'd be like, hey, why don't you try something else? This is true. Not It's not true crime, but the shit is true, and it's still hard to believe. It is true weirdness. High, high weirdness. And you should be high when you listen. Um, <laughs> uh, what else did I want to say? Oh, yeah, you got the phone number to the show. You can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com as well. Um, I hope you had a lovely afternoon, evening, morning, whatever it is, and we'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday. Hey, Jonesy. Happy Florida Friday to you. It's Michael from Iowa City calling. I just wanted to thank you for the shout-out that you gave me on Wednesday's show. You had a uh, person from England who bought you a couple of cups of coffee off the website, I believe, and uh, you thanked her for that, and she happened to mention that she was blind. And you said, hey, I've got uh, great blind listeners who are buying me gifts and sending presents like Michael in Iowa City. And I appreciated that. That was very nice of you to mention me in that way. And you're like, what is it with uh, blind people? And, you know, I'm legally blind. I have some vision. But, you know, I don't think we're any more generous than sighted people. It's just that as I started losing my vision, I had to start relying on other people more for help. And I appreciated their assistance, and, you know, I want to show my appreciation for that like I've done with you. I've listened to your show from the beginning. You call me one of the OG listeners, <laughs> and I, uh, you know, from time to time I've sent a token your way, and I just want to tell you that I don't welcome a lot of people into my home, but I've welcomed you, you know, every day for the past three years or so, and you bring a lot into my life and I'm grateful for that. A lot of joy, a lot of laughter. And, um, no, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And what you do is, what you do is, uh, terrific. I know you've done it out of the kindness of your heart. You haven't, uh, even had a Patreon since the beginning. It wasn't like you set out as a, a way of making money with this. You know, you're just, doing your art, doing your craft like a guitar player on the street sets his case out in front. You know, if people want to talk a little something in it, then great. That's all appreciated by the by the artist. And, you know, that's what I want to do is just show my appreciation. So thank you. I really appreciate what you do. God bless you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Have a great weekend. And uh, take care. Appreciate it. And I love you, man. Thank you. <laughs>
this is Angel from Texas, and I'm calling about the story about the sugar homes providing rice to the poles. I think this is a wonderful idea, but I do encourage people who can drive not to do it. So that people who are mentally disabled or physically disabled or, like you said, have their license suspended or maybe 18-year-olds who have not gotten their license yet or just anybody who, for some reason, does not have a license, let them be able to use this service so they can vote. Don't everybody get up there and do it so that... It's not available for the people who really need it. So, I just wanted to say that. And thanks a lot, Jonesy. My husband and I are both disabled, so, you know, it would be good for us to use if we could. We do, though, but we vote absentee. So, you know, just make sure it's a service for people who need it and that they use it. Thanks a lot, Jonesy. We're still listening. Bye. Alexa, hang up.